Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the book of Revelation, and we're doing it at breakneck speed. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to give the full weight of every position that is taken on this, because I think it's important. Different people see the book of Revelation in different ways. Some see it as everything already being fulfilled. Some people see it as future. Some people see it as a combination of those things that are fulfilled and those things which will be in the future. And so we're going to, at this point in chapter 8, um, I'm going to decidedly take a future view of it. Now, what it says in the beginning of the book of Revelation, it says those things which you've seen, those things which are, and those things which are to come. So, definitely, there are those things that were in John's day. Now, because of that, some people see almost the whole thing as things in John's day and things accomplished in John's day or shortly thereafter with John's day. But it's very clear that some of these things are in the future. So how far in the future is always the question. And sometimes prophecy, we've said it before, prophecy can be like two mountains, that there can be two fulfillments. It can be fulfilled one time, but then it can be the same prophecy can be fulfilled another way at another time. So we're jumping in at chapter 7, because in order to get the full weight of what's happening in chapter 8, we need to look at chapter 7. And in chapter 7, we're in heaven, and we're in heaven with believers. How do we know that? Well, because we pick up in verse 14, we should pick up in verse 13, one of the elders asked me, these in the white robes, who are they and where did they come from? So in heaven, there's some people in some white robes, and one of the elders said, you know, where did they come from? And I said, you know, sir. And he said, these are those that have come out of the great tribulation. So there is a great tribulation, and these are those who came out of it. Now, when is the great tribulation? Has it already happened? Some would say yes, at the fall of Jerusalem and some other things, and some would say it's yet to come. We're looking at it right now. We're taking a decidingly future look at it, and we're saying that this is giving us pictures of what's to come, those who come out of the great tribulation see it either way. It's fair. They have washed their robes and have made them white in the blood of Christ, the blood of the Lamb. And we said before that the Lamb was a Lamb as though he was slain, and though we're going to experience perfect healing when we are with God and in his presence in heaven forever, we will still see the Lamb who was slain. He'll still have his wounds. In that picture, he has them. So, Therefore, verse 15, they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple, who sits on the throne, who shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb is at the center of the throne, and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear from their eye. And we had seen earlier that that multitude, there was a multitude that numbered a hundred million praising the Lord. And so there's this great roar of a hundred million people praising God from every tongue, every tribe, every language, every people. So every tongue, of course, every language 
right? So all of the languages, and it says, though it's one voice just going up to God, a hundred million voices plus thousands of thousands. Then you get to chapter 8, this big roar of praise. Chapter 8, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. So you go from this great roar of praise to silence for half an hour. Well, now it's getting ready to happen. Judgment is coming to happen. And he said, I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and the seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all of God's people on the golden altar of the throne. And so when we pray, our prayers go up to heaven like incense, and God hears them. And now here's those prayers. Those prayers are in heaven. And the smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and he filled it with fire from the altar and he hurls it to the earth. Uh, we've prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And these prayers are being now crashed down onto the planet. And there came pearls of thunder and rumblings and flashing and lightning and an earthquake. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. The first angel sounded his trumpet. And there came hail and fire mixed with blood. <clears throat> it was hurled down to the earth. A third of the earth was burned up. A third of the trees were burned up. And a third of the green grass was burned up. Well, uh, you talk about global warming. I mean, there you have it there. I mean, this is going to, the earth is going to be burnt up here. A third of the trees, a third of the grass, a third of the earth burnt. Judgment is coming. God is purging the earth. He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. And here it's being purged and it's being purged by the judgment of God. Some people see this as modern weapons that are doing this. Uh, if you take a futurist view, I guess you can maybe see it that way. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain, all ablaze, was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died. A third of the ships were destroyed. And so the first trumpet is this the destruction of a third of the land. And, and here you now have a third of the living sea creatures, a third of the sea is destroyed. The third angel, verse 10, sounded his trumpet and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and in the springs of water. And the name of that star was Wormwood. Wormwood appears in uh, C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters, but not as this. A third of the waters were turned bitter and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. So now it's affecting the earth, it's affecting the seas, it's now affecting the rivers and the streams. Judgment is coming down. The earth is being judged. The earth is being purged. A fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck. A third of the moon, a third of the stars. So a third of them turned dark, affecting all of the creation, all of the universe as we know it. And a third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. It's closing in, closing up, closing shop. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet blasts about to be sounded by the next three angels. And so you get a little break here with the next three 
that are going to be sounded. A little bit of a break, a little bit of a little bit of break in the action. We get the woes from the angels saying, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Will they repent? Verse chapter 9, The fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from the sky. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. And when he opened it, smoke rose from a gigantic furnace, and the sun and the sky were darkened by the smoke of the abyss. And out of the smoke came locusts on the earth, given power like scorpions on the earth. Now, some people think that these are demons. They were told not to harm the grass or any plant, but only the people who didn't have the seal of God on their foreheads. We looked earlier. There were 144,000 sealed. Uh, those were all Jews, and they gave specifically the tribes that they were from. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months. Oh, my word, this is awful. And the agony that they suffered was like the sting of a scorpion when it stings. During those days, people will seek death, and they won't be able to find it. They'll long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts look like horses prepared for battle. And so some people see in this uh, modern warfare. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like women's hair, and their teeth was like lion's teeth, breastplates of iron, the sound of their wings was like the thundering of many horses, chariots going into battle. That's why people see this as maybe modern warfare that's coming down. They had tails with stingers like scorpions. We call some of our missiles stingers. And in their tails, they had the power to torment people. They had a king over them, the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abdom, and the Greek Apollyon, which means destroyer. The first row is passed. Wow! Two more woes. The sixth angel sounds his trumpet. I heard a voice coming from the four uh, horns of the golden altar that's before God, and it said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. Well, that's where it all begins, the Tigris-Euphrates River. Human history. Human history begins at Summa. And the four angels who had been kept for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. <clears throat> the number of the mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. And I heard the number. Uh, some people say that, uh, you know, maybe this is the Chinese army who say that they can muster 200 million soldiers. The horses and the riders they saw in my vision looked like this. The breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, yellow like sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of the mouths came smoke and sulfur. A third of mankind is killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that comes out of their mouth. A third of the land, a third of the sea, a third of the rivers and the streams, a third of humanity. The earth is being purged. End of the story. Game over. The power of the horses was in their mouth and in their tails, and in their tails were like snakes having heads in which they inflict injury. The rest of humanity who were not killed by these plagues did not repent. My word. Turn, repent. They didn't repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and the idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, idols that can't see, hear, or walk, things that are not living, the true and the living God sees, hears, moves people. 
nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Wow. Holding on. Holding on. So there we go. We'll pick up in chapter 10 and chapter 11. So we're going a little longer than we usually do, 10 minutes. But uh, there we go, the book of Revelation, chapters 8 and 9. And how did it go? Seven letters, seven seals, seven trumpets. We're going to see a little break uh, in a moment here. I will get to the angel with the little scroll, and then we'll see the 1,260 days, the 42 months, the Antichrist, and then the seven last plagues, and falling of Babylon, the millennium, and the new creation. So let's move on in the book of Revelation, and hopefully this will spur us on to look even more into the things of the future and issues of eschatology, meaning the study of last things. Hey, bless you guys. Love you.